Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Football Fig Nuts podcast. This is episode number 156, but if you're keeping track at home, it's episode four, number six. My name is Britt. I'm Craig. And Craig, we are joined for the running back roundtable this week by two of our favorite contributors. Let me introduce you to first the person who kills our downloads. He is the lowest <laughs> downloaded guest we have ever had on average. We call him the show killer. Welcome back, Sean. Thank you for having me. Although maybe I don't know don't. why we do. <laughs> oh, I know. I know why we do, because you have great analysis. And speaking of great analysis, we have the other major contributor to our podcast on tonight. I'd like the world to welcome back our, our favorite contributor, except for Sean and not a show killer, Cinch. Hello. Thank you. Happy so to be here. Glad you guys could join us. We have a full slate tonight. We are going to do the running back roundtable and give folks our insight on the running back position. But first, we start where we always start, and let's start with our guests. Let's start with Sean. Sean, what are you drinking tonight? Well, for my first beer, I have a beer by Sheban. Oh, sorry. Which is in Wolcott, Connecticut. I am drinking the, I had to get it for the name of it, and the cute can that it's... Uh, you one of the baby picture. seals, don't you? Uh, I have baby seal pool party. Yep. It is a I, I, New England uh, style IPA with brewed with lactose. Yeah, I've never been a fan of the Sheban stuff. Never been a fan of them. The only thing I, the only story I ever tell about them is that they they originally they, they do a bunch of those baby seal party uh, baby seal party things. They've done I think baby seal slumber party. At one point they tried to do baby seal club party, and people were like baby seal and club in the same sentence isn't a good look so they had to rethink that uh cinch what have you got for tonight <clears throat> excuse me i have the new park brewing blender that... oh which one there's like 17 varieties well, well i was going to say it's the one that you gave me it's black and blue oh yeah i i've been saving it the blackberry and now i'm gonna be drinking it oh look at that it's got like a black cherry looking uh Frosty. Uh... Sounds good. It is good. I had that. It's, it's good. Sour, so it's very fruity, very soury. It's a nice change if you've been drinking a lot of IPAs. It's good, but it doesn't taste like beer. No. Which, which could be good or bad. Kind of tastes like a wine cooler or something. That's actually a really good way to describe it. Yeah. It's like a sour wine cooler. It's light. It's yeah. Definitely light. Craig, what do you got tonight? So, I went to the liquor store and I wasn't planning on getting beer but i always go in the fridge just you know just to look and uh -huh. looked around and lo and behold this can art caught my eye it's always called, is a canner. it really is it's called baby kittens by mm. fat orange oh, by Cat. fat orange yes oh my that's an excellent ipa you haven't had that before i haven't given you that no, i don't think so i mean i'll have to go back on our list because we've done this for four years so maybe oh, you're gonna like this but, You're gonna like yeah. this. It's a very juicy. It's not like super juicy, but it's a juicy IPA. It's a it's a fave of mine in the house. That is I'll... a couple of weeks ago. I was in uh, Total Wines, not Total Wines and Liquors. Um, oh, I forget the name of it. There's another liquor store up by me that carries sometimes very hard to find stuff, and I saw that on the shelf, and it wasn't even a question. I actually put down a four pack of Critical Mass or wow. Crucial Mass by um, who makes that. Help me out. Is that Armada? Head no, not Armada. The same people who make Headway. Counterweight. 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 I actually put down a four-pack of Crucial Mass, and you guys know how much I love Crucial Mass mm. because there was a four-pack of baby kittens right next to it. I was, I was looking like, I was wow. looking at the kitten series. They had three of them at um, the one I went to, and I almost grabbed one of those, but went a different way. What do you think, Craig? I heard you just take a sip. Wow, that was... You're right. You're exactly right. It's light. It's really juicy. It's not it's dry. At, not dry at all. A little bit hoppy at the end. It's got a nice it's, IPA hop to it's it. Good. It's good. Fantastic good. beer. I am not drinking at all today because I've always been very open with my friends and my our listeners that I have a anxiety disorder and I had a panic attack today. So unless I want to be standing in my living room imagining there's a fire at 3 a.m. because I've had alcohol on the day I've had a panic attack, I'm not drinking tonight. <laughs> um, I, I have a Zoom training to run tomorrow morning at 11 o'clock. I can't afford 
to have a panic attack because I heard a creak next door and I des- and, and my mind told me Godzilla was knocking down the roof, which <laughs> it sounds like exaggeration, but has happened. So, all right. So everybody enjoy your beers. I will definitely join you guys uh, the next time we do. We are just a, a quick note. We are going to be releasing an episode early next week. This episode will be released at its normal time, but our next episode, the wide receiver rankings will be released a few days early because I am going on vacation. I'm probably dragging, dragging Craig off to drink one of the days. And so we are going to go ahead and get this uh, out there now. Uh, if we can find somewhere safely to go and, and sit and have a drink. So running backs. It's all about the running backs today, right? right. Let's jump let's jump right into a couple of pieces of running back news and get some feedback from you guys right away. Jason Lakenfor Jason Lakenfora probably just butchered his name of CBS Sports put out an article today saying that Joe Mixon deserves an extension now before he has his epic breakout year. He said, quote, mm. he is set up to be the Christian McCaffrey of the AFC. We have collectively as a group, Joe Mixon at seven. Cinch has him at 13. Craig and Sean have him at seventh overall. I have him at sixth overall. Gentlemen, let's start with Sean and we'll go across the room. Do we need to, does the, does the Bengals need to lock down Joe Mixon? Is it, do you, do you buy the Christian McCaffrey of the AFC? <laughs> I, I think that might be going a little too far. Um, and you do? There's lots. I, I think that's going too far. I think, I mean, you know, he definitely has the potential. I mean, if Cincinnati has that much faith in him and they can get him for a bargain before he breaks out, that's their gamble. I mean, I, I don't know if I would be wanting to do that without seeing. I mean, he was supposed to have that breakout la- year last year, and I know that things went south for them, but still, I, I don't know. He didn't He didn't make that leap that would make me think, hey, this, you deserve this money. But if they think they can get a deal on it, then go ahead. I mean, that if they really believe in him. Great. Since what do you think? Well, first off, the Bengals aren't paying anybody. So I don't think they're going to give him a McCaffrey-type salary. Oh, definitely not. I, I think he's a good, solid running back. But he's not special like McCaffrey. He's not special like Barkley. So I don't see any reason to lock him up long-term for the crazy number that I'm sure he would be looking for. Now, if you're saying you could get him for a three-year, maybe $14 million a, se- uh, a year, that's about as high as I think I'd want to go on, on, really, on any running back. Mm-hmm. I, I know guys are better, but I just, running backs are dime a dozen. They get old fast. And if I'm running a team, I would have a bunch of guys named Joe. <laughs> Mixon. <laughs> Okay, Craig, what are your thoughts? They need to lock him uh, down. You're the Bengals fan in the room. So, and I have a Bengals shirt on actually today. So here's here's the thing with that with that theory. All of Joe Mixon's yards in production last year came from him doing that by himself. Their offensive line was broken. The receivers were broken. Their defense was broken. Everything was broken. So now going into this year. The Bengals, for the most part, in a very, very long time, have all the right pieces to actually succeed. So if the Bengals, and yes, the Bengals do not like paying anyone a lot of money, but they did actually pay a lot of people in the offseason, shockingly. So I think they should, before this season, before, if you know, again, if there's a full season, if the Bengals start talking to him mid-season... I think that's okay because if they wait till after the season and, you know, let's say he has the most yards for an AFC running back or whatever, like that's just going to cause issues this time next year. So I I think think they just, they need to like get out of the way sooner than later. I think midseason is even worse because if he starts off great, he's going to want that money. And then if you give him that money, then the, in the next, you know, part of the year, he gets injured. You're true. You know, yeah, but good. then you then you look at a guy like Dalvin Cook. He's missed like 17 games, and he's probably <laughs> going to be one of the most sought after free agents if the Vikings don't sign him. So, 
It's a fair point. I mean, to, Cinch is right on one respect. The, the Bengals have historically not paid up a lot of money. Now, in the same article I just cited from CBS Sports, the uh, the writer Jason says that the Bengals spent more this offseason than most people think. They and did. I'm like, okay, great. And then I'm like looking in the article for some sort of citation for that. Like, give me three players that they spent money, and there's nothing. He just kind of walks into the room and goes, the Bengals spent money and then leaves and gives me nothing to back it up. So to me, it's as, it's as much as the virus is going to disappear. It's going to be like magic, you know, it, as much as reliable as that claim. Now, I did go to over the cap. <laughs> they do have $18.4 million of cap space right now in 2020 and $66 million next year. So there is the possibility you could give them a two- or three-year extension and still pay what we consider to be – Decent running back money. I'm just not sure. And again, no one has been on the Joe Mixon train longer than I have. No, I, I've, when I first got on this train, I could social distance my heart out. And now you can't even walk down an aisle. There's so many people crowding onto this <laughs> Joe Mixon express. Everybody and their mother is calling for a breakout this year. I've been saying this since the guy came into the league. So that, that drives me nuts in and of itself. But I know people are getting on. I, I'm not convinced that he's going to break out to the level people. He's going to be good. I think he's a top 10, possibly a top five running back this year. But I just don't see this. Oh, my God, we need to sign him now, Rush. I think I think you wait a year. I think you wait one more year on him. I really do. Yeah. So the well, Bengals, so just, just for reference, the free agents. So they signed DJ uh, Reader from the Texans. Four years, $53 million. They signed Trey Waynes from the Vikings, a cornerback, for three years and $42 million. Uh, they re-signed AJ for 18 and a half. And they signed another guy, um, Mackenzie Alexander from the Vikings. They gave him $4 million for one year. And they just signed someone from Detroit. All right. As well, Since so. really quick before we move on. I was just going to say, you said wait one more year to sign him. Yeah. If he's a free agent after this season, well, you might you could lose him. If he becomes a full free agent, unless you're going to put that salary cap, uh, what a franchise tag, him. tag on him. Tag him. Unless you tag him. Well, if you tag a running back, I mean, he's got to have some kind of season for you to want to tag him. I just think, look, if you like him, wrap him up, sign him, get it done now. Mm -hmm. If not, then you've just got to expect you're going to lose him. And you just got to deal with what happens after you lose him. I think I think you're you're looking at if if he has a great season and he's worth you want to keep him like desperately, the number to sign him is going to be similar to the tag number anyway. Sure. So that's what I so I to me it's the wait and see approach isn't a bad idea. If he's not as good as we think he's going to be this year, then you get him. Then he, there's not going to be a huge market for him. I don't know if he's still restricted or not. He might still be a restricted free agent. And if that's the case, you just match or you let him go. But I, I mean, I, I do understand the whole, you know, what happens if you sign the extension and he, you know, gets hurt three games in kind of thing. You know, I see that too. Well, right, just so one we, last, one last. Yeah, really thing. quick. Sorry, we got to move on. Has he had any season yet that you would want to pay him what a, a franchise number would be? No. So there you go. Then you don't sign him. Yeah, that's exactly it. Uh, so the the opt out deadline came and went. And um, stunningly, there's only two running backs. There's a bunch of fullbacks, but fullback, nobody drafts fullbacks. So um, Peyton Hill is retired. So the only <laughs> the only two running backs of note on the list were Damian Williams and Brandon Bolin. Brandon Bolden in New England and Damian Williams, obviously, in Kansas City. Brandon Bolden wasn't a major fantasy contributor to begin with, but a lot of people thought Damian Williams still may have a role in the Kansas City offense. How high are we moving Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in the light of the Damian Williams going? Let's start. Let's go backwards on this. Craig, you go first. Do you move CEH up? Uh, up from where we have him or his general draft Both. position? You had him personally at 12. We have him at 14th as a consensus. Is he, <sighs> is he, uh, is he an RB1 now? Is he a top 10, top 12 back? Uh, he's, he's, again, because of the team he's on, He's on the board for me. He's on the borderline of that. I may at the end of the season, if he's the number ten running back, I'm not going to be surprised. Mm -hmm. Right now, am I going to move him up for me? Not yet. Okay. 
I didn't rank him because I, I intentionally left all rookies off just because with no offseason for the rookies, they're showing up and here you go, go. Yeah. But his situation and obviously where he's ranked by all experts, he's basically top 10 everywhere. So I don't think I would move. <laughs> I guess since I didn't rank him, yes, I would move him up. And I could see where he is going to be drafted. I think everyone will like him more than I do. Mm-hmm. Fair. Sean? Um, I, you can't ignore uh, rookie running backs, though, in, in good situations. Um, and he was already in a pretty good situation. Um, yes, he's going to move up for me from 14 um, into the top 10. I don't know. His current ADP is seven. He's going to very me, high. To me, the price is too high, and most likely I will not have any shares of him because it's just too much, too much to to uh, go and take that chance. So we already have a share of him because we got him in Scott Fishbowl. <laughs> you you guys did great getting him there because that was before the opt out. But late you guys second did great. round. I think we got him at number 22 overall. Is he our third pick? Second pick? I think he was our end of our second round. It was a snake, and we picked fourth. So it had been 20th overall. Excuse me. And he was it was him or Derrick Henry, and we decided we were going to go with the take the younger shot. And, man, am I glad that we did. But, yeah, I, I agree. We're, he's, he's being drafted way too high for his value. Um, I think the reason why is because when you look at the depth chart, the two names at the top were Damian Williams and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. And the next name down was a toss-up between DeAndre Washington and Daryl Williams. Um, I mean, Anthony Sherman is still there, but again, he's a fullback. He's not going to get a lot of carries. I, I think I think, I think, think Hilaire has got a nice upside. I would grab him in the second or third round of redrafts, but he's not going to be there because there's too much excitement about him and somebody's going to grab him. In our draft, I guarantee you, we we have we have a guy who's not a Kansas City fan but loves Kansas City players, and he always grabs them two or three rounds earlier than I think about them. So I know I'm not going to see Clyde Edwards-Helaire in our home league. So, all right, so let's talk about our rankings a little bit. We're almost halfway through our episode already. Oh, <laughs> it's a good discussion. Got to so keep going. I'm going to run through the top tw- the the what we had as our I think it's top 26 technically because we had some ties. Um, I'll remind Sean not to say anything until I'm done with the list because last year, last week he interrupted me twice on the quarterback list. So uh, number one, overall, we all agreed. Well, we actually all agreed on the top three, which was Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley and Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, consensus number four was Alvin Kamara. We had a tie at fifth between Dalvin cook and Derek Henry. We got Joe Mixon at seven, Aaron Jones at eight, Kenyon Drake, and then Josh Jacobs rounds out the top 10. Nick Chubb, Miles Sanders, Austin Eckler at 13. We have a tie at 14 between Mark Ingram and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. But again, this is before the Damian Williams news. Like we just said, he probably moves up a notch. At number 16, we've got Melvin Gordon. 17, we've got Todd Gurley. 18 is Devin Singletary. Thank you, Craig. Number 19 (laughs) is James Conner. We've got a three-way tie between people who are either injured or we expect to be injured in Leonard Fournette, Chris Carson, and Le'Veon Bell. Number 23 is Jonathan Taylor, the rookie. Number 24 is Raheem Mostert, who now wants a trade. And then tied at number 25 used to be Damian Williams and David Montgomery. I think it's fair to give that spot strictly to David Montgomery at this point as Damian Williams has opted out. Gentlemen. We have the same top three, Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, and Ezekiel Elliott. Has anything changed for you in those top three? Start no. with, we'll start with Cinch because we haven't started with Cinch yet. No, nothing to talk about. I don't see anyone who's not going to rank one, two, three the way we did. Okay, Craig? For me right now, I would probably bump Elliott to fourth and move up Kamara. We're going to talk about that in a minute too. And I heard Sean say no, so Sean's happy with the top three. So the first point, the first point in contention in our group was Alvin Kamara. I had him at four. Cinch had him at four. Craig had him at four. Sean has him at sixth. Sean has both Dalvin Cook and Derrick Henry ahead of Alvin Kamara. So we're going to put Sean on the spot here. Sean, tell us why Alvin Kamara at six when everyone else has him at four. 
<laughs> I just see regression. I mean, I think I, unfortunately, I see regression for that whole Saints team. I mean, you got another year on Breeze. Um, I, I just don't think that Kamara is going to be. I think at the end of the day, Cook, Cook is going to be the number four. It's just, um, I, I just, I just have a feeling that you know, with the 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 line, the offensive line, the the amount of work he's going to get. That Cook Cook outpaces Kamara. Dalvin Cook, the guy in Minnesota. Yes. Okay, I just want to be sure about that because you're wrong. Dalvin Cook <laughs> is. I have him ranked at eighth. Um, the other two, the other two members of our podcast have him at fifth. But you're wrong. Dalvin Cook has proven, if nothing else, he is unreliable. Between injuries, uh, between output, he is extremely up and down. He is great in a best ball, but I would not use him outside of a best ball. Like, I'm going to pull up his game logs from last year just to drive home this point. So his first three games last year, he breaks 100 yards. Weeks one, two, and three, his minimum output is 110. He breaks it again in week five. He has 140 yards in week seven, and he does not see 100 yards again the rest of the season. He sees 98. He sees 97. But he goes the last, let's see, he did not play weeks 15 and 16 last year. So there's there's your injury bug again. Mm-hmm. So after week seven, he does not produce more than 100 yards. That's not concerning to you? Um, I mean, injury is always going to be concerning. Um, but to me, just the um, the reward is greater than the risk, I think. Okay. Anyone else care to... <laughs> Chime in on Dalvin Cook. I mean, with Dalvin Cook, it's, you know, after he tore his ACL, he just wasn't the same. And I've seen reports saying, you know, he's in the best shape of his career so far. But Is he jumping out of pools? You I don't know if he's jumped out of a pool, <laughs> but you know what? You can be in the best shape of your life. That tendon in your knee, you're not making you're not working that out, making it stronger. Sure, the muscles around it to keep it stable, sure. You're wearing a brace. But when a 300-pound guy lands on you, it doesn't matter how much you can bench press or sprint. Since you know? your thoughts on Dalvin Cook. I think that's the name of the episode, when a 300-pound man lands on you. Um, <laughs> it sounds like, very sounds like a bad crime drama. It does. <laughs> Cook is very good. But when you draft him with your first pick, because that's where you would have to draft him, you have to know, eh, this guy might not be there. And... Here's the thing. You can win a draft with your first-round pick. You can. You could also lose your draft with your first-round pick. That'll kill your season when Cook doesn't play more than two games. Yep. That's exactly true. That's exactly true. I Every time Dalvin Cook carries the ball, I'm going to invoke the old show. I don't know if I'm – I know Sean remembers it. Most Extreme Elimination Challenge, MXC. Mm. That sounds familiar. It, it, was, it was a Japanese game show that they redubbed in English and made this comedy thing on Spike years ago. And it's, it's a, it, it, like all Japanese game shows, most of the events in it look like someone, a normal person would die by doing it. <laughs> um, they run across stones in a water, but every third stone randomly placed is not secured to the ground. So if you step on it, you will fall flat into the river. And people will run across the stones to try and get across as quickly as possible. And so instead of sinking into the river, they'll go flying face first into one of the stationary stones and whack <laughs> their face. But they, but to, to amp up the absurdity of it, not only do they redub it in English, but they add screaming. So when somebody goes down, you usually hear a loud clunk and then somebody scream in mortal terror. Every time Dalvin Cook goes down, I hear that scream in my head. Because I think every time I, Dalvin Cook goes down, he's not getting back up. So, so just, just just a little little something. It's a, he had over 1,100 yards. Kamara had not even 800. He had 13 rushing, uh, 13 TDs. Kamara had five. Where where Kamara makes it up? Yeah, he makes it up with the the receptions. Yeah, but, but you know Dalvin Cook still had over 50 receptions. If you're in I a mean, full I, point I, PPR. Yeah. Well. You know. Yeah, I mean, you can make your argument for Kamara, but I, I think that Cook is definitely just... Well, remember, the... this is projecting next year. Yeah, right? I understand. And, and remember, but if you do draft Kamara Cook, down. draft his backup. Kamara was Eight. down last year. The way he played the previous two seasons, 
I don't see him having the same year. Plus, he was also without his starting quarterback for mm-hmm. what, four or five games. I, you know, that's fine. It. I don't see the running backs. It's like a bunch of guys. Is he gonna have and, eighty-one receptions again? I mean, I don't know. No, he'll have a different number. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be funny if he had I exactly eighty-one. I, I can't tell you what it will be. <laughs> We, we predict we don't know <laughs> so all right so um so we, we we talked about we talked about cinch's cinch had mixing a little bit lower i had cook a little bit lower the big person that craig had low this year or no wait i'm sorry craig had is it craig low or high i don't know where where about? am i i don't know where am i <laughs> oh craig's real outlier was somebody that he ranked at 10th that both sean and i left off our rankings and cinch put at the very end and that's Devin Singletary. Craig, you have Devin Singletary as a top 10 running back? Didn't they just Ooh. draft another running back in Buffalo? Did they? Yes. Yeah, they did. Big guy. Craig did. revises they his did. ranking. Yeah. <laughs> Craig's like, I meant they to did. put 20. No, you know what? Because because last year, I have to say, the Bills overall impressed me as a team. And for me, I think they're just going to build on that. So I think... I think he's gonna slide in most drafts, and I think he's a great—he's a great pickup. Okay, all right, time for the quick hit question section. One, one more re- remark, sorry. No, I—I I, I had to look <laughs> it up. I'm sorry. Kamara has had 81 receptions the last three years. Each of the last three years, exactly 81. So next so year, 81. This this okay. year is gonna be the outlier. He's gonna have 82, and they're gonna call it a career high. <laughs> well, it would be. <laughs> Sorry, I had, to, I had to put that in there. All week long, I'm like, stay on script. Stay on script. And Sean's like, I got it. I'm on script. And three times already. You know, one more thing. No, okay. All right, quick hits. Quick hits. And when I say quick hits, I want an answer. I want a 30-second explanation for your answer, and we move on. All right, quick hits, because I got a ton of these. And by a ton, I mean like six. <laughs> the top three guys we have, all in agreement, McCaffrey, Barkley, and Elliott. Which one is the biggest risk of not making the top five running backs in 2020? Start with Craig. Elliot. Why? Because the Cowboys in this offseason seem just like a complete mess. And, well, he has COVID, so I don't know if he can actually take a full breath. Cinch. Everything that uh, Craig said, I agree with. That's my answer. He's got Sean. Unfortunately, I, I, I can't disagree with what those two said it's elliot (laughs) okay i have to be contrarian here just because you all said the same thing my biggest risk factor in that top three and i do agree with your points about elliot is christian mccaffrey at some point as young and strong as he is the workload's got to take an impact and i'm just worried that he is literally the only thing left in carolina at this point so i'm gonna Mm. go with christian mccaffrey i'm gonna give you a list of five names one of these guys is a top 10 running back this year. You tell me which one. Melvin Gordon, Todd Gurley, Devin Singletary, James Conner, or Leonard Fournette. Sean. Gordon, oh. Gurley, Singletary, Conner, or Fournette. I tell you, one of them finishes wow. the top 10. You tell me which one it is. Oh, my gosh. Um, Time, I, Cinch. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I... <laughs> Should I go? Yes, yeah, we'll come back to him. <laughs> All right, with him. It, it's James Conner, and the reason why is because now he's got a real quarterback. Big Ben is back. Assuming he stays healthy like we do with all these players, it's going to open up the running game just enough that, again, the question is, can he stay healthy? So that's my pick. Great. That's an excellent answer. Craig? Uh, so I'm just going to have to go again with uh, Singletary because I think the Bills only have room to improve. And I don't think Moss is really going to cut into his carries that much. Back to Sean. I'll go Gordon. Go Gordon. Okay. Okay. You think you think Melvin? I think Melvin Gordon. Why? Why Melvin Gordon? Um, I think that he's. I mean, I I think just the the new the new um the new place the the he's going to be motivated. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> Moving on. Who's my highest rank? I'm sorry. So, folks, quick sidebar. This is what it's like to draft with Sean. 
No, this is actually pretty quick compared to drafting with Sean. <laughs> I'll, tell you, I'll tell you right now, he was my highest rank, so I think he'll make it to top 10 fastest. Okay. Next question. <laughs> Biggest fantasy breakout, no list. I'm just give me give me one guy who is probably in most ranks outside the top 10, not necessarily outside our top 10 or yours personally. Give me one guy who you think breaks out this year and is ends up in the top 10. Just start with Craig. Uh, quick off top of my head, J.K. Dobbins. Wow. That's even more obscure than I thought you were going to go. Why? <laughs> uh, because he was really impressive in college, clearly. I was surprised he dropped to the Ravens when they drafted him. Mm-hmm. And the Ravens, as of right now, are still a highly powered offense. I love Mark Ingram, but he's older for a running back. I don't know how often they're going to use him. I don't know how they're going to put in Dobbins into their plays, but I think Dobbins is going to have a good year for a rookie. Cinch. Uh, this is our shot in the dark picks. Yeah. So I say Raheem Mostert. So he's in San Francisco. He's got the best coach. If you're a running back, that's where you want to be. He's rescinded his request to be traded and they agreed on a new deal for this year. So we got a little bit of money, but he just got a little bit of money. And mm-hmm. he knows if he has a good season, he could leave and get a lot of money. So he's my pick. Sean. Um, Time. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Uh, well, I had Jacobs outside my top 10. So I, I think that definitely um, he's going to improve on those catches. Um, I think that they're, the line in, in uh, L, uh, not L.A., I'm sorry. Vegas. Um, in Vegas is is pretty good. So I could definitely see him, uh, you know, cracking. I mean, I, do I dare say it? Maybe get to the top five? I don't know. Number five? I don't know. Maybe. So that actually ties into my next question, which is Josh Jacobs. A lot of some people are really high on him this year. Some people are a little skeptical. You need a running back. What round in a redraft are you comfortable taking Josh Jacobs? When is too soon to take Josh Jacobs? And let's start with Sean because he brought him up. <laughs> uh, what's too soon? When is too where soon would to I... take Josh Jacobs? What round uh, would you sit there and go, man, there's no way I can take him that high? I still think that I wouldn't take him. I wouldn't take him round one if I was the back end of number two. That high? Really? Yes, definitely. Yeah. Cinch. I think I'd take him. What round would be too early to take him? I think the second round is too early to take him. But you would consider him three? Yeah. If you're going to get him, if I'm going to draft him, it's probably three or four. Craig. Uh, uh, yeah, round, what's too early? Round two, three. Yeah, well, it's pretty much, See, I agree I, with Cinch. I think, I think I got to wait till at least round four on him personally. Maybe I've got the wrong read on him and I'm high on him. And I still think he's a round four pick at best, but that's just me. It depends. Honestly, it would have to depend on the, the draft I'm in to, to gauge him more. Quick hit I mean, decision. Yeah, if I see he's back in number two, like you know, to number twenty-four. So in a twelve-team league, here it's a ten-team league. Then round three, but okay. All right, quick, quick hit decision. We'll start with Cinch. Pick one: Marlon Mack or Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor over Marlon Mack in in Indy. Craig. Taylor. Taylor. Sean. Taylor, you got to go with the upside. Wow, I thought that would be a much harder question than it was. <laughs> I'm like, they, you know, Frank Reich did declare him um, the starting running back. Um, I think that happened today. I'm looking at the news reports now. I don't know if it's just some. It says it happened today, but who knows? I don't. Time's meaningless in the age of COVID. So. No, I think that. Um, <laughs> that was it today. Uh, Frank Reich declares Marlon Mack Colt starting running back. Believes yes. are open for Jonathan Taylor. Yes. That's the same headline I'm seeing. All right. Big bust. Who is being rated so high? When you look at this, you're like, there's no way this guy goes anywhere near as well as he is. Let's start with Cinch. Uh, My guess would be maybe Austin Eckler. He's really good. I've always had him on my teams, it seems. I like him a lot. He's really good. Really good pass receiver from Phillip Rivers. But Rivers is gone. He's got a rookie quarterback. Who knows about him? 
and he's got, you know, I. It seems like all you hear about the Chargers is who's leaving there. They, they drafted the rookie number one, but that that's my guy. I could see him regressing. Okay, Craig. Uh, for me, it's Nick Chubb. Just don't draft Nick Chubb with your first pick. <laughs> Sean. Me, it's Miles Sanders. See, that's mine, you son of a... That was mine. <laughs> this whole question was, was built around me smashing at Miles Sanders, honestly. You still can. You can wait, still wait. do it. Go ahead. You first, though. You got there first. I, <laughs> I mean, just... Uh, I don't know. I just haven't seen why he's up so high. I just don't know why. I, I, the, the numbers for me aren't... You know, yeah, he had 50 receptions, uh, but I, I don't know. I just don't see... The, the potential of being, you know, great there. That That's the thing. I, I have had this discussion with other pundits on Twitter. Um, somebody somebody put up a, a week or so ago, give me a gif that shows how you feel about missing out on Miles Sanders. And I put up a picture of a guy in a Barca lounger sipping a martini. <laughs> I am absolutely fine with missing out on Miles Sanders. I think he is I, – I, I like the buzz around him. And yes, he had a very nice year last year, but I just, I don't see, I, Philly is such a nightmare because at any given moment, your season could end with a Carson Wentz MXC sounding injury. He's in the same class as Dalvin Cook. I just wait for that sound, that snapping sound and be done with it. So I, Miles Sanders to me is the one that's going way too high. And, now, and they they could stack the box on him. I don't see, you know, I mean, yeah, who's catching the ball receivers. Yeah. Honestly, who's Zach catching? Ertz? No, oh, there you go. Ertz, Goddard. But beyond that, you don't, they don't have any wideouts. But well, you could I mean, stack. You could stack it close, though. You could. You know, I mean, you don't have to go far downfield for well, that. They at have. All. They I mean, have Alshon Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson. Voice we, but we off. already. Well, Deshaun. Deshaun. Deshaun is is. I'm sorry, from a fantasy perspective, he's relatively worthless. And we already know Alshon's not going to be ready for opening day. They've already said that, that there's a very slim chance he plays opening day. Uh, see, next on the list would be Greg Ward, Robert Davis, so, and J.J. Uh, R- what do you pronounce his name? Arciega Whiteside. Whiteside. There you go. Thank so their number one wide receiver is like 80th ranked for ADP. There yeah. you go. You know, that's I mean, a, that's telling. That's telling. I have a lot of concerns about Philadelphia. I really do. I, I have a lot of concerns about Philadelphia, and they're they're. I, that's why I think the Giants could be better this year. The Gi- could the Giants win that division? Yes. No. There's my answer. Cinch says no. Sean. Yes. Cinch, gonna, why do you say no? I'm going to say yes too. Here's why I say no. The offensive coordinator is the genius that ran the <laughs> Cowboys. Their offensive assistant, I think he's the running backs coach, is Freddie Kitchens. Now you put those two guys on your offense. <laughs> there's no way you're going to excel. Plus, you got a guy who's a first-time, first-time head coach. He was never a head coach in college. First-time head coach, and the first time he met his players was last week. So, how is this team going to show up and excel right away? They're they've got six and ten written on them, and they're going to show up late to the dance. And you know, I'm I hope the guy is going to be a good head coach. See, Joe, think, Joe Judge is so, not going to show up year one, and plus they just lost their left tackle because he opted out. See, I, I think they could win six games in their division. I, I don't see so, I, who's beating them besides Dallas. Because I mean, the Washington team is going to win what three games, and one of them will be against the Giants. I don't yeah. even know if Washington wins three games this year. To be honest with you, I know we've kind of branched off of the the running back tree for a second there. I mean. But if we're going to talk about running back, does Darius Geis land anywhere? That's the no. last question I have. No for Craig. <laughs> Not this year. If Devontae Freeman doesn't, Geis isn't. Or Jeremy Hill. Come on, give Jeremy Hill a job. Cinch. Darius Geis, is he going to land somewhere? No, he's he's done. That's sad. That's sad. I actually had to check and make sure we didn't have him in Dynasty when they released him because that's exactly how <laughs> I felt he, too. At his rookie at the Combine, wasn't he the one that flipped a table because he got mad at the questions? Might have. Might have. Hmm. All right, that's the end of quick hits, and I did the quick hits in such a way that I left time for each of our contributors to put one running back question on the table for a two-minute discussion each. Because I'm springing this on you, let's start with Craig. 
So just a random... Random running back question that you would like them to answer that we haven't already touched on. Um, so, tell me why, or why you think, why do you think Kenyon Drake is going to be good this year, or a top 10 running back? I'll yield to the contributors. I don't think he's going to be a top 10 quarterback, or running, running back. back. Well, he's not going to be a top <laughs> so, 10 quarterback. Right. Yes, no, definitely not. Uh, but although he might make that easier than the running back. But um, I, I, I don't. I mean, he's just, he had that what one good year i don't know i just don't see him being he'll be good he'll be good enough to be a, a number two running back but i just i i don't see again i like to grab guys that have upside and i don't see it with him and where he's going that's too much for me cinch this works out perfect because now i can tell you why sean is wrong okay. <laughs> Drake will be a top 10 here See, everybody thinks Kenyon Drake, oh, boy, that guy that was in Miami and he didn't do too well. He's not in Miami now. He's in Arizona. Exactly. He's going to have a great offense. He's got a quarterback and a head coach that want to run as many plays as they can in the game. So if you're doing that, Drake has proven to be a good receiver as well as a Mm. running back. He's just going to have too many opportunities, and I think he'll land in the top ten. And that's exactly where I'm going to go with it. Here's here's the stat that cinches it for me. Part pardon the pun. He averaged in Arizona last year 5.2 yards a rushing attempt, the second highest highest of his career and the highest since his rookie year in Miami where he only had 33 touches. He had 123 touches and still averaged over 5 yards a carry in Arizona and Arizona has only gotten better. If they figure out if if I'm drawing a blank on his name, who's that guy quarterback? Kyler Murray. <laughs> Murray. Thank you. Kyler Murray. I got to squeeze one in. If Kyler Murray figures out how to use DeAndre Hopkins, then they are going to be in such a position to do whatever they want on offense that they're going to be able to they're going to be able to make Kenyon Drake a star. Sanch, you got a quick hit for, question for us? I do. Go for okay, it. Okay, so do we think the Rams are going to be a, a good team or an improved team over last season? I'm so going to go with – I'm going to go – I'll jump in right away. No. I'm done. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. Quick yes or no. Greg. Are they going to be better, better than, last than last season? season? Okay, Sean. Better than but, last season, the Rams? I mean, <laughs> go ahead, Am Craig. I using the wrong words? Go ahead, Craig. No, no. I want to know if you – did you say if, are they going to be better than last season or the Correct. same? Are they, impro- are they improving? Last season. No, I think they're – I don't know. There's something happened with them last year, and then after, well, something happened with them after the Super Bowl, and I don't see them improving this year. Which <laughs> okay. I... Right, well, what let... were they last year? What was their record? I don't even know. They were approximately eight and eight. Ugh, mediocre. Uh, I believe they'll be mediocre again, and I think that's strictly because of Jared Goff. Uh, sorry. Okay. Well, here's where I was going. Please. Who's the running back? Cam Akers. Okay. You want to go with him? You want to go with Malcolm Brown? You want to go with Daryl Henderson? I'm assuming that they're going to be better because they made the Super Bowl, they lost, and then they had their hangover season. So if you want to say they had the hangover season, they're going to be a little bit better now. That's how I look at it. I, I Gurley had a, a hell of a year there, a couple of really good years there. You don't have to be Gurley. But one of these guys is going to be really good. So if they give someone enough chance, I mean, it's a three-headed monster right now, right? I mean, so who knows? I, I think it's like a quarterback competition. If you got three guys and you don't know who to use, you don't have any guys. And just just for the record, they were nine and seven last year. Yep. They actually did win nine games, and and they actually scored more points than the Green Bay Packers. So, you know, Green Bay gave up a lot fewer points, you know, so there's that one. Sean, you got two minutes. What do you got for me? Uh, I have uh, running back in Detroit. What do we think? I mean, how good is, can Swift be? Is it going to be Swift? I haven't cared about Detroit since Megatron retired. <laughs> ah, so pass. But there's got to be some kind of fantasy relevance there. I mean, <laughs> I think Swift could be a breakout candidate. You know, I mean, much better than his ADP. Okay. Somebody else. 
So it doesn't <laughs> like there's something about Swift that doesn't bother you that the Chiefs passed over him because the Chiefs mm. could have drafted him. That's true. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, <laughs> I don't know who's 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 in Detroit though. They gotta they gotta have somebody. I don't know. Uh, it's. I mean, they have they have. They um, got Carryon Johnson. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Right. I'm tired of waiting. I'm tired of worrying on him though. I'm tired of waiting on Carryon to be Carryon. Aren't yeah. you concerned that Swift is five foot nine? He's a little tiny guy. Fair like Barry Sanders. Maybe he'll be Barry Sanders uh, 2.0. Probably yeah, because not. A lot of the next running backs in the Lions are the next Barry Sanders. Oh, Barry Sanders. I'm yeah. just saying I would be concerned about him because he's so small. And if you're talking about him being really a breakout guy, he's five foot nine. Uh, that worries me. And can he I get 20? Can he get 20 when, touches a game? When a 300 pound yeah. man lands on him. <laughs> Yeah, that'll be bad. Oh, that'll be hey, bad. Quick, as, quick aside about the Chiefs and drafting Swift. Uh, apparently, uh, Patrick Mahomes handpicked Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. So. Yes. Well, there was a lot I of mean, discussion on. on that. And hold on, hold on. There was a lot of yeah. discussion on that, and there was several media reports afterwards that the internal office at the Chiefs was like, we don't know. It was Swift. It was Hilaire. It was Swift. It was Hilaire. And the night before the draft – um, Patrick Mahomes, who had been made privy of it through a coaching, sent one word to coach in a text and just wrote Hilaire and sent him a one word text. And that was when Andy Reid said, all right, that's that's the tiebreaker for me. I've heard great arguments on all sides. I'm split. My quarterback wants Hilaire. We're getting Hilaire. All right. Go on, Sean. <laughs> I, just a quick note on that. It's like, you know what? The the, the debate between the two, uh, the Bears chose Trubisky over Mahomes and Watson, so you know it. Don't don't go with who what team picks what because God, there could be such bad mistakes. Oh, unless your team uh, is the reigning Super Bowl champion. Yeah, I know. Let me say it. The Bears are not the Chiefs. Yeah. Hey. True. So wait, what if quick, really quick question? What if Andy Reid was the Bears coach? What about it? Well, if Trubisky's his quarterback, I'm not sure they're making the playoffs anyway. <laughs> they wouldn't have chose Trubisky. <laughs> exactly. They would have probably taken Mahomes, and Britt Brit wouldn't have spent $200 on NFL championship <laughs> merchandise on the team store. And with so, that, i got to open another beer. Well, no, hold your beer. Hold your beer because oh, we're, oh. We're, we're at final thoughts. We're at final thoughts. So save your beer for opening because we'll, we, can, we can talk after the episode. But we are out of time, so let's move on to final thoughts. And let's start with Craig. Craig, what's your final thought this week about running backs? Uh, Craig, with me, me being Craig. Uh, <laughs> final thoughts are because I mentioned because I mentioned Barry person. Sanders. I uh, just I saw this this headline that Barry Sanders found lost fan mail from 20 years ago, and he's going to answer them. Also, folks, if you've never seen a video of Barry Sanders run, you should just stop what you're do- you're doing, go to YouTube, search Barry Sanders, and just watch him run a play it's amazing and realize it's not photoshopped he actually was that quick on the cuts yeah there was no there was no camera tricks mm-hmm. <laughs> sean i'm at sean Sanch, final thought barry sanders was great but he would have 18 rushes for two yards and then one for 115 so that's fair but that happened great, every but, game yeah that but happened I mean, every game. he was great but you could very easily find a running play of his where he just had nowhere to go oh yeah. okay my final thought running backs all, all drafting positions are in tiers. The running back tier, after you get through the top, probably the top five or six, they're not that much, uh, but there's not that much difference between these guys. So once you get through that top, whatever tier you have in your mind, take the best player available and don't reach for a guy who's not worth reaching for. That's fair point. Sean, I heard you open a beer indicating you do not follow instructions properly. But give us your final thought anyway. Final thought. Um, I mean, just to comment on Cinch, I agree. But there are definitely a little bit more tiers than that. Um, and I agree, don't don't, don't reach too far. Um, my final thought is don't believe the hype in, in, in Cleveland. Hunt is not going to share uh, half carries with, with Chubb. So don't don't be afraid of of that uh, split in Cleveland. I don't think that's going to happen. I agree with that. Um, I would just say don't be afraid also to handcuff Nick Chubb because if he does oh, no, get injured, 
then Kareem Hunt is going to be the guy. My final thought, I'm going to go outside of the running back ranks, um, which is why I wanted you guys all to stay in it because it's uh, it's relevant to the episode. I saw the news today that Deion Sanders was leaving NFL Network and was signing a deal with Barstool Sports. And to quote Alexander Hamilton, you must be out of your goddamn mind. <laughs> why on earth would you leave the flagship station for the sport that has made you millions and go to a place that actually started one of their podcasts with the phrase, I know this is going to sound racist, but it just, I, I don't understand what the only thing I could think of is the old line from the Simpsons where Krusty the clown says they drove a dump truck full of money up to my house. I'm not made of stone because I cannot understand why a legend of the game, a person who has been, a larger-than-life figure, and I think a halfway decent analyst would cast his lot with a group of individuals who are questionable at best. And that I this is a terrible mistake. Deion Sanders will not last more than two years as a member of that organization because once he gets in there and sees what those guys are really about, he is going to go screaming for the door and end up on ESPN or some legitimate sports platform. But that's my final thought for the week. Um, so, so just to, to go on you, that. No, I'm no, sorry. No, final thought I'm means sorry. you stop talking after okay. you're done. <laughs> All right. That's that's what final it. means. It means last. What what do you got to say about Deion Sanders? It, it's it's basically we don't have to quote the million dollar man. It's money, 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 money. Everyone has a price. Okay, fair. Leave us a review wherever you listen to us. Uh, Apple, iTunes, uh, Player FM. I found out this week they were on iHeartRadio. I didn't know that. I probably applied for it and forgot about it. Spotify, uh, I think I said Player FM already. Wherever you listen to us, please leave us a review. Email us. We are fignutsdfs at gmail.com. We're also available on Facebook at the Football Fignuts Podcast. Um, I'm, I'm pretty much giving up on Twitter. Twitter's a cesspool. Um, that's where I found out the news about Dion today. And I was like, all right, goodbye, Twitter. So, but if you want to follow us on Twitter, we're at FignutsDFS. I would rather you follow us on Facebook. I post there a lot more often. We will be back in a couple of days with our wide receiver round table. We will break down the wide receivers for you in the same way we talked about running backs today. Then we're going to take a couple of days off. And then at the end of the month, we'll be back with our tight end kicker and defense and other, uh, uh, round table to bring bring it all together so until then i want to thank our contributors thank you sean thank you cinch for joining us thank, thank you for much. having us and uh and for for brit and craig we will be back next week have a great week everybody take care hi deb hi deb